welcome back to the Fort Dodge Leadership Podcast. It's been a little bit that we haven't had a, a podcast episode out for a while, but we're back. We're back in action. Uh, it's me, Nathan Lawrence, um, associate pastor here at uh, Prairie Lakes Fort Dodge, and I'm with Brittany Grimm, hello, our hello. campus <laughs> coordinator. Good to be having a conversation with you yeah, today. Yeah. Um, today we're going to talk about something that I think pretty much all of us can relate to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were really debating uh, what what do we need to hear um, and what do maybe some of the people listening um, just need right now in this season. And so then we landed on this phrase, but I'm already maxed out. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, kind of leading even when your plate is full. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Is your plate full right now? Just a little. <laughs> just, just a little. A little. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine too. Yeah. So when you think about your full plate, what? Yeah. Give us some examples of what is Yes. So, well, one, working full time at a church and it's always changing. Nothing's the same. And, you know, my long to do list. But on top of that, having five little kids at home that are involved in sports and activities and a husband that works a lot. He's gone, works over, works um, on call schedule um, and just the demands and expectations that come with all that. And your oldest is how old? Oldest is 12. Youngest is? Is five in kindergarten now. Okay. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, that's that's a plateful. Yeah, for yep. sure. <laughs> but it's awesome. But yes, yep. a plateful. And then, kind of my situation right now mm-hmm. is we. Uh, so, being associate pastor, I kind of I find myself in a lot of meetings across Prairie Lakes and also here locally, and helping out with the occasional community involvement thing, supporting other churches. Um, and then I wear a hat of worship and technology mm-hmm. here. I also. Uh, wear a hat of small groups and discipleship. Um, and then I help out a lot with community Christian school. I help out a lot. Mm-hmm. I do soccer coaching. <laughs> um, and then in the midst of all that, we were like, hey, you know what? Let's uh, foster some kids. So so we went from three to six overnight. A lot. It's a big that, difference. <laughs> big difference. And that, that's been uh, that's been so much for mm-hmm. our family. It's been really, really hard. And it's taxed, taxed us in a lot of ways. So I'm sharing this. I think we're both sharing this yeah. today. Not in like, hey, let's look back at 10 years ago when yes. we had a really busy yes. time. It's like, hey, we're in it right yep. now. Um, how how do we lead as leaders when life feels totally maxed out, when our schedule feels maxed out, when mm-hmm. our capacity, our emotional reserves feel maxed out? Um, we don't know. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's uh, let's see what God has to yes, say because yeah. we don't have the answers here. But um, like our calling as humanity is to rule uh, like that, like in the very, very beginning mm-hmm. creation, you know, the plants fill the earth and then the animals uh, fill and multiply. And then humans step on the scene and God's call is like fill the earth, yeah. uh, you know, multiply, but then subdue it, yeah. rule over rule it. Over it yeah. yeah. So like we've been called the lead from the very beginning and you think about the the invitation to lead this whole um planet together like it, it's a big calling and he's he's always calling us god is always calling us to maybe a little bit more than we think mm-hmm. we can handle but then as we're made in the image of god and we seek to like uh, model who he is to the world like the the stepping up into greater things that's a picture of the nature of god yeah. the heart of god it's kind of a cool cool thing so it's normal to feel overwhelmed yep. <laughs> it's okay to feel overwhelmed and and god is with us yes in it yeah he, have, he hasn't abandoned us 
Um, okay, so so let's think a little bit about just some of the encouragement, like um, like he, for anyone listening who really does feel maxed out. Yeah. Like we might need to start with a little bit of just the hope. Yeah. Um, so that we can find a space to to then evaluate and look and and hey are are there things that I can change or tweak about what I'm doing with my life but but where's the hope in the middle of the overwhelm uh let's let's talk about some of those passages that give us hope yeah i think that the biggest thing is that like god is always with us and he's not going to abandon us mm-hmm. um i think of like david like he like was overwhelmed a lot and like yeah. when he was at that point he in the psalms multiple times he just calls out and i really like um well there's a couple of things i put down, but like Psalm 34, six, the poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. Yeah. And then in Psalm 13, it like starts out where he's like in complete despair. He's like, how long Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day, um, have sorrow in my heart. But then it ends at the end of Psalm 13, Mm -hmm. it says, but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for Mm -hmm. he has been good to me. And I just like love that. Like God did that through as he was reaching out to God and in despair, like instead of maybe going to bad coping skills or different things, Mm -hmm. like he was calling out to God and God gave him that peace and that comfort. And we can still do that today. We can still call out to God in in our despair um, or in our overwhelmed feelings or emotions and um, get that peace from God. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Thinking about uh, David again, like the, he was writing the Psalms and one of his moments in his journey was this uh, time he's, he's surrounded and everyone was going to stone him um, because all, even, even all his supporters around him, uh, like they had just suffered a, a defeat. And mm-hmm. um, so they're about to stone him. This is first Samuel 30 verse six. And it says, um, uh, because the soul of all the people was grieved. So they're, they're so frustrated. Um, and then it says, but David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. So, even when he had no other support, um, somehow deep inside he knew that he had to go tap into God's available like hope and mm-hmm. peace. Um, and another example of like reaching out to God is Job. So I'm, stu- I'm studying that right now in a Bible yeah. study. And I mean, what he, what he went through, what the devil did to him um, to tempt him was unbelievable. But he was saying he was overwhelmed is an understatement. But when he was, he chose to worship God. And that just really stood out to me this week reading that of like, wow, that's mm-hmm. what he chose to do. Like how often do I just like be like, why me? Or why does it have to be so overwhelming? Or I can't do this anymore. Like I can sometimes struggle with those thoughts instead of like, God, yeah. I'm going to choose to worship you in this. And that's the, you give and you take away. Yes. Blessed, be, blessed be the name of the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Right after everything was taken from him, including his 10 children were killed. Yeah. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. But blessed, blessed be the name of the Lord. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. And there definitely is something about worshiping through the yeah. worshiping through the situation that seems hopeless, yeah. that yep. seems futile. Um, you know, you think of Jesus, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's about to uh, be put to death for the sins of the whole world. Mm-hmm. And it says uh, Matthew twenty six. It says he took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. So you just imagine this moment, like. Wow, the son of God was overwhelmed. Um, And then he said to them, verse 38, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Um, And 
so like yeah what does it mean like of course he was put to death on the cross but the sense here is almost like the sorrow itself was so heavy it was almost like Mm -hmm. crushing him to death and and so like he's familiar with our sufferings right and and then going a little farther verse 39 he fell with his face to the ground and prayed my father if it is possible may this cup be taken from me yet not as i will but as you will so there was this sense of surrender in it mm-hmm. that uh, it's like he was sort of giving us all permission. Like it's okay to pray and yeah. ask God if there's a way yeah. for this to leave or be done or stop. Mm-hmm. Um, please do it. But I'm still going to be faithful to you mm-hmm. and humbly follow your lead even when it feels like um, like I can't take another moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then... Um, another verse that just gives a lot of hope is Philippians and Philippians four. Yeah. I don't have it memorized, but like thanking God for what he's given us and yep. you know, the peace will pass all understanding that God will give us when we, um, when we do that. And that, that promise of peace that passes understanding is, is amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and Philippians four is kind of cool. I I just went through this with okay. our men's yeah. group. Um, so we spent a whole uh, week together talking through Philippians four and like, so Paul's in prison. Like he's writing yeah. one of the most encouraging books of the whole Bible <laughs> from a prison cell. And he's like, hey guys, like I, I've learned the, cir- the secret of being content in all circumstances. Yes. Like what could be more overwhelming than what he was experiencing? Um, and there's this huge theme of joy mm-hmm. uh, over and over again. Joy, joyful, rejoice, joy, joy, joy throughout Philippians and especially Philippians 4. Um, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And, and I love this. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding Mm -hmm. will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Um, I just love the, the picture of like, Hey, this is a peace that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Doesn't make sense to the world or any. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Any of us. The circumstances haven't changed. Yep. But I have this peace and and then his very next thing is to like whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, think about yes. such things. Yeah. That like so much of this is a mindset thing. Mm-hmm. Um which which maybe turns to a little bit of our our solution here that like how do we allow God's hope to to change our mindset, to free our our attitude? To just know like, hey, God really does have this. I don't have to figure this out myself. Yep. I don't have to carry the weight of the world on my own shoulders. God is carrying that weight yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, all right. So to tap into those moments of like reassurance and remembering God's goodness, let's talk about, um, we call them coping skills yeah. um, here these days in kind of our modern understanding, but but basically like, what are some uh, real practical ways that when you're in the midst of the overwhelm, mm-hmm. you can just access um, the peace that God's trying to give you? Yeah. One is like sometimes I just, with having five kids, our house is not very quiet. Yeah. <laughs> and I just like, I'm like, I just need five minutes of silence. And it's amazing. Like, I I feel like for a while I thought five minutes wouldn't be that much, but it really can make a big difference in my attitude and just making me yeah. come down from feeling um, that overwhelmed feeling. And so sometimes it, I just try to go to my bedroom. I'll tell the kids like, Hey, can I have a few minutes? 
I'll go to the bathroom, you know, or outside on the deck or something where I can just yeah. pray. Um, and while I'm doing that, something I've started doing is taking like just deep centering, calming breaths. And that just lowers your heart rate. Um, scientifically it does that. And so yeah. like learning those things have just really helped me. Like I'm just gonna take a few deep breaths, calm down, pray um, for just God to give me the strength. Um, Lord, give me strength is something that I'll repeat. Mm. Super simple. Just that yeah. positive affirmation. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, that's something that I do. I probably do the most often. It's just getting that five minutes away. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I think, and and to speak to that a little bit, those those breaths and, and sort of like finding that moment of silence, like it's definitely scriptural, like be still and know mm-hmm. that I am God. And, um, you know, like our modern world and especially like other religious um, faiths, you know, they'll, they'll turn to like, Meditation is sort of like this, um, uh, I don't know, a, a way to empty yourself, mm-hmm. uh, to find like a, like a nirvana, like an, like an emptiness. And, um, Hey, Christianity had this first Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Christianity's version of, of meditation, of being still is always a filling. Yes. And that, that's an important distinction just for anyone listening. Like Eastern meditation is an emptying. How do I just get rid of all and just kind of become nothing, mm-hmm. um, which then really, I mean, spiritually speaking, kind of opens you up to some dark yeah. things. God's meditation is always a filling. Like, how do I sit in stillness and like be still, and then and then I'm gonna know yeah. to sit in that space of silence and just begin to know that He is God. Like, like what you're saying, what you're repeating, like, yes. all right, God's got, the, I, yeah. I don't remember what the phrase was, but Lord, give me strength. Give me strength. Yeah, yeah. like, like you're gonna be the one God who's gonna give this to yes. me. When I think of the things that I sort of like, like the practices and mm-hmm. rhythms, one of them that's big for me is running. Um, I know, Kyle, if you're listening, I know you're not <laughs> a runner. Uh, <laughs> like a lot of people like love to jab and, and be like, yeah, that will never be the thing that I choose. <laughs> but it is a natural high. So, hey, there it is. And it stinks at first, but then you get a few weeks into it and you, you crave it. But also it's, it's a quiet space. It's a time like, so I'm filling that time with podcasts, Mm -hmm. with listening to worship music. Um, sometimes it's prayer. Um, and just, it's a time to be present with God and, and sort of to, I mean, in my case, my job is really sedentary. So it, it really is good for me to get my body moving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause we are whole body people, right? Um, sometimes the stress isn't just mental and emotional. It's mm-hmm. also physical. For sure. Um, an, another real practical thing. Uh, so the Allender Center podcast has an episode. Uh, Dan Allender is a is a counselor and um, uh, he's a believer and in, in, in the mental health. His he has an episode where he has the guest speaker talk about um, a self care menu. Self care menu, and you create this for yourself. Um, so you build your own menu of ways to care for yourself. And um, the key to it is you do a little brainstorming like, hey, what are the things that you've done or you've heard of that you think would be like just rebuilding, refueling for you? And then sort them by how long they take. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you just have five minutes. Sometimes yeah. you just have 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes you have an hour or yeah. a half a day or a day. So you sort all those things by how long they take. And then you post it somewhere, maybe by a mirror and the idea is that like when you're feeling super overwhelmed, like I should go to that menu and like, yeah, I think I could build in half an hour over my lunch break today. 
I'm going to do something on that menu I've built for myself that I don't have to think or plan it because it's already sitting there to remind me and I can go access that thing. So that's a really good idea. I even think of like, I love to read, like love to read yeah. novels or fiction things, but it's just not, it's hard to fit that in my life right now. Like in this season, sure. I used to read way back, you know, in high school and college a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but I still desire that. So then I like recently I've thought, oh, when I'm on vacation, I have a longer extended time I can devote 10 hours or, yeah. and get a few books in. And so like, yeah, I love that concept of like creating a menu of like things that take sometimes longer or shorter or yeah, and trying to get that in your life to just, yeah, help with that yeah. overall feeling. So we've talked about what in our life maxes us out. We've talked about the biblical examples of those who have been maxed out and what the Bible mm -hmm. says to give us hope. We talked about a few practical things. Um, now let's turn to like um, leadership strategies. So um, these are now we're sort of like taking action or taking control of things that that we can um, to maybe make life a little bit more manageable, to make things, to, to build in margin, um, that kind of a thing. So um, what are some things that, you know, maybe it's something we need to let go of, for example, or maybe it's something we need to change in leadership at this given moment. Um, what, what comes to mind yeah. in, in sort of that category? Um, well, I think first for me, I struggle to be um, in the moment. So I like to think ahead. I like to live in the future. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so something that helps me is like when there's, you know, 20 things that are going to be accomplished in a day. If I can be in the moment and focus on number one, when it's number one and number seven, when it's number seven and mm. really do that, then it helps me just to, you know, continue going on through my to-do list and not to feel overwhelmed at the, you know, the next 15 that are going to happen. Yeah. Um, but something I think is important to do is just to occasionally like evaluate your commitments, um, mm -hmm. like and your threshold and pray about if there's anything that you need to let go of or to say yes to. And, I would say not only do, doing that yourself, but like bring somebody else into that. Some, like if you're married, I think your spouse is a great person yeah. um, to do that with a counselor or trusted friend mm -hmm. um, that can just help hold you accountable to those things and like really help you see. So um, recently I actually just stepped down um, from leading a committee that I was on and yeah. it has been on my heart for like six months, but mm -hmm. it took me this long to actually do it just this week, actually. Yeah. Um, and I felt like a relief. Like I knew that was the right decision. Did you feel all relief or was there? Well, mixed kind feelings? of. I also felt guilt. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and that's honestly what kept, like I felt that the expectations of others is what held me back from doing the, making the decision when I knew I should make it. Yeah. And it took me like, okay, I'm, I need, I'm doing this to honor God, not to meet the expectation of man. Yeah. And that's, uh, my, my husband was a big person of like, you know, you need to do this. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, he was the one that kind of pushed me to, to make that decision, like to actually follow through, mm -hmm. um, with that decision. And, yeah. but it was hard and I, I can't say I'm fully past it. I mean, it just happened this week. So sure. Yeah. I'm still like feeling a little bit of guilt, um, of like, did I, should I follow, should I have done it? Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Right. Well, and I mean, thanks for being vulnerable to share. Yeah. Right. Because like the, the reality is that everyone listening kind of experiences yeah. this. Like I experienced this too. Like, uh, um, a lot of times we're still hanging on to something that we shouldn't be Yeah. because we're afraid of what people will think. Mm -hmm. We're afraid that it'll fall apart. Yeah. We're, I mean, the laundry list is long. Yes. Yep. Um, but it does kind of seem that when fear of some kind, 
fear of man fears. Mm -hmm. When fear is the driving force behind the reason you're making a decision. Yeah. Um, then that's often, <laughs> it's, it's almost like a telltale sign. Like, yeah, ah, maybe this isn't this the thing is, I yeah. should be yeah. doing. Uh, versus a sense of like calling mm -hmm. or God's uh, direction or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, there's like a peace you have when you know it's the right thing to do. Yes, yep. That's a really hard one for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, kudos to you because I, I, I think, um, yeah, the letting I can see it more easily in others than I can mm -hmm. give myself permission myself to yeah. let go of things. Um, so yeah, that's a really good one. I'm thinking of like the Moses and Jethro example where, um, again, Moses was overwhelmed. He was maxed out. People were coming to him day and night in the wilderness and they brought all his, all their complaints mm -hmm. and Jethro came to visit him. It was his father-in-law and he's like, what you're doing is not good. You need to appoint judges to oversee smaller matters and you handle the big stuff, mm -hmm. but give the small stuff away. Um, I forget what that is. Exodus 19, maybe 20. I'm not sure. Um, maybe it's 18. But I, I think the big idea is, yeah, God does call us in our leadership, in our yeah. rulership to um, increasingly give the small stuff yes. away to others, even big stuff away to others. Yeah, even authority. Authority. Like, yeah. You know, when you delegate not only task, which I, I can easily delegate task, um, but I struggle to delegate authority. Yeah. And so that takes a greater level of trust and responsibility, you know. Yeah. For. And so like, how would you kind of describe the difference between those two things in your own kind of sense? Well, like practically, like with my job, like, I think there's like sometimes busy work, you know, like we need to put labels on cards or, sure. you know, those type of things I can easily be like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to ask for volunteer to help with this. Um, but then what if it with like, so I lead the guest service teams and we have team leaders. Mm -hmm. And so I have to constantly remind myself, okay, I, they have authority over that team. Um, and not only like, not just the task of having Sunday morning, making sure we have volunteers, mm -hmm. but leading them spiritually and through huddles and yeah. um, prayer time and um, care. And so trusting, you know, that, that authority to, to them to fully do that. And so I had to be conscious to make sure I'm continuing to do that and giving that away and not um, trying to own too much of it and just to make like, almost it's a control yeah. thing. Like I can, yeah. like, Oh, I oversee this. So I need to have control, but sometimes we're called to, Right. You know, like, you know, give some authority away too as we delegate. Yeah, right. The the authority to decide. Yeah. The authority yes. to yep, make decisions. To judge yeah. you know, what's right and wrong. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Really good. Going back to what you were saying about taking stock on what you're doing mm -hmm. and what do you need to let go of. Um so just yesterday I was feeling just consistently day after day, like, man, what am I doing with my time? Like my role has evolved so much mm -hmm. that I'm, I sometimes sit down at my desk, which is the tech booth, <laughs> and I stare at the computer. I'm like, what the heck am I supposed to do today? Because like, I could do everything and nothing. Yes, yeah. Um, and sometimes that paralysis is really tough. So um, I, what I did is I just wrote down, like, what am I responsible for? And I know I have a job description, but it, it changes over time. Yeah, yeah. So, like... In reality, what's my job description today? Wrote it all down. And then it wasn't until I really sat in that for a while that I started to see some patterns emerge. And, okay, I could really just clear this up in my head by thinking about all of those tasks as this 
lump uh, or all of those tasks is this lump or all this responsibility is that chunk and and that was freeing for me um, because sometimes it just all feels like hundreds of plates mm -hmm. spinning yeah instead of like um, well, and, and in that place, then you're always just responding to the most wobbly yes. plate yep. um, instead of like, yeah, maybe that one should drop, but I got to make sure that yeah. these keep spinning well. Um, so there's definitely like, um, you're, you're going to drop, to switch analogies to juggling, you're going to drop some balls. You know, you got to make sure you're dropping the right ones. Yep. Yep. And that's so good because it took, I mean, you had to take intentional time yeah. like to do that, like, you know, and then you know, you'll, you'll see the fruit from that. I'm sure like you already were seeing some relief, but yeah. like that, it takes intentional time to, um, to do that. Some of these things to, you know, yeah, it doesn't just happen. Like you have to purposefully go and be proactive about it and yeah, to help us get to that where we're, we all have lots of things and that's not changing, Yeah, but to help us not feel as overwhelmed in that. Absolutely. Um, one, one last practical thing and then we'll move on. Um, in the last year to two years, God's been really challenging me to start my week with him. So if I'm going to do anything meaningful in ministry, I'm going to, I'm going to give him the first hour of my week and just start it with prayer. I'm going to commit my to-do list to him in prayer. I'm yeah. going to commit my uh, schedule to him in prayer. And that's been really fruitful for me. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, may, I don't know what that would look like for, you know, others who maybe have different schedules and stuff, mm -hmm. but um, just p putting it in his hands yeah. has been good. That's, and that makes me think of like just Sabbath, like, yeah, like almost like a, that's diff that's different. Your example is different, but it's yeah. still, still like taking that intentional time, mm -hmm. um, to rest and be with God and yeah, just acknowledging that it's him. Yeah. It's him and not me. This is your, this world will keep spinning without yeah. my help. <laughs> that, like that phrase. That's so good. <laughs> I, oh I need that yeah. so often. Yeah. Um, cause I honestly don't believe it yes. a lot of days. Yep. We talked about some of the things just now that we need to let go of. Um, how about like almost almost like that that um, that rescue line? You're you're drowning in the water. You're overwhelmed. Yeah. You're maxed out, and someone throws you a rope, and that's you got to let go of everything else and grab onto that rope. What what would we say are some of the core truths or anchoring thoughts or whatever that like that's the rope to grab onto when you're overwhelmed? Mm -hmm. um, what comes to mind? Oh man. Um, I would say like just your calling. Like I, I know that I'm called to ministry and before yeah. here, I, um, I was a stay at home mom and I definitely feel called to that. And like my family and my kids are my main calling. Mm -hmm. And so I make decisions based on that. Um, even coming to work at church and then going from part-time to full-time, mm -hmm. um, I first think about my family and, um, pray over that. And it's so like, I just keep continue to feel yeah. like, this is your priority. Like, um, mm -hmm. like I have, you know, I, I work here full time, but I, my job is flexible in the sense that I need it to be. I, I don't think I could have right now. Yeah. Um, that inflexibility. Um, even though I, you know, <laughs> work 40 plus hours a week, it still yeah. has that flexibility that I need. So I can still have my calling of being there and being available to my children. Yeah. Um, right. And so that is huge. Like I, I feel like I think about that, um, Mm -hmm. A lot. Yeah. What did God last call me to do? Or what did la mm -hmm. God last tell me to do? Yeah. Um, because like he, d he does guide us. Yeah. Um, I know one guiding phrase for me has been to create an environment. I, I feel like that's been, if I, if I'm lost and 
tossed about by all the like tasks and to do's and mm-hmm. the urgent. Um, it's like, all right, God, I know you're asking me to create an environment where people can encounter God. Um, that, which is different than leading worship every day, yeah, yeah. which is different than, um, I don't know, fixing every last, uh, technical issue like that. It, it, it has helped center me so often on like, um, Hey, are, do we have the people? Do we have the teams? Are we investing in those teams? Mm-hmm. Are we, um, when, when we have a worship service, are we making uh, a safe place for people to encounter God? Um, like if I can make that, I, I can't make people meet God, but I can create a space where they can meet yep. him. Same thing with discipleship in, in my world. Like how am I creating an environment where discipleship can multiply? Um, I can't lead every small group. I can't coach every leader, Yeah. but I can kind of create conditions like a greenhouse is yep. where these kinds of things can thrive. And, yeah. and so that, that's what I try to turn my attention yep. to. And keeping that in focus. And yeah. like, I think about, um, just the desire to make disciples and to, to help people. And there's like to have yeah. God use me as a vessel as much as possible and being open to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's that calling is counterintuitive to who I am as a person. I'm very like task oriented. I like to, same. I'm very, <laughs> I can get in a, you know, like I have this to-do list. Don't you see that? If somebody's in the office or for example, and I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I have all these things to do, yeah. but like, but like, no, like my calling to care for them is greater than it. Yes. It trumps my, my, Taskless, and so like yeah um and, it. and it really is really is god like there's no it's not because i necessarily i mean i want to that sounds bad <laughs> i really do want to and i love talking with people yeah. about their faith journey or being a part of it in any way um and caring for them but it's because of that calling that god has given yeah me and us as a staff like we all have that exactly yeah being interruptible is so hard for me too like uh, I've, I've got a task to do something comes mm-hmm. in and it's like, no, I've got to, I've got to set aside that tendency of mine. Yep. Yeah. And I don't always succeed, but yeah. like, that's, that's what God's calling me to yes. do. Yes. Yep. Um, and I never regret it. Like say I right. get called away for something or, um, somebody wants to meet for coffee or me, and I do that. It's always fruitful. Yeah. Like it's, God uses that, um, yeah. over, I'll do the task later <laughs> and mm-hmm. they still get done, but and prioritizing yeah. investing in people versus investing in things or tasks or mm-hmm. events. Um, you pour that same amount of time into developing a person. Um, you know, one, one of the things we're, we're kind of playing around with just to sneak preview a little bit. Uh, we're, we're playing with these like E words um, to equip, to empower, to encourage, um, to engage with people like, um, what uh, it's not all finalized yet but it's in the works like what are the guiding principles that when when you're trying to make disciples mm-hmm. of someone else in your ministry what do you do how do you do that how do you approach it and like if you take uh, an hour to get some tasks done versus an hour to engage with someone show them you care connect with them empower them a little bit give them a little bit of hope a little bit of encouragement maybe a challenge um like now you're setting them up for all that they're called to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and really God's kingdom grows in that way more than any yeah. other way. So, yep. so good. So wrapping up, uh, we, we covered a lot of different topics here, but maybe it might be good to just remind ourselves of some biblical examples where it was God's strength who, that, uh, that took care of things that won the battle, um, uh, that got the job done 
even when people felt overwhelmed, surrounded, felt maxed out. Um, uh, you, me- you mentioned kind of that Exodus one. Yeah. Do you want to go that route? Yeah. So like Moses, you know, crossing the Red Sea, all that's going on. But, um, and he says, um, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And that verse, I mean, alone, <laughs> even yeah. without context, it's like, wow. Like no matter what we're going through and what we're feeling, um, God will fight for us. And like, and pray on our, the spirit will pray on our behalf, like mentioned in Romans um, eight. Yeah. Um, we don't know what we ought to pray for, but the but spirit will yeah, intercede. intercede with on our and, yeah. 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 And so, but man, like he will fight for us. Like we, this isn't a battle. This isn't life that we have to do alone. We're not um, solo here. And so, yeah. yeah. Just reminding us of that truth. It can just, yeah, it's really powerful. Yeah. You can just imagine that moment when the Israelites literally were surrounded. Yeah. I mean, the army's coming back on the, you know, yeah. on them and yeah. Yeah, they're pinned. They're yeah. pinned against the sea. Yep. There really is no way out. Yeah. And like, I mean, even though it's like mundane every day, doesn't it feel like so often yes. that we, oh my gosh, there's literally no way to get all this mm-hmm. done or no way to face all that I'm facing. Um, Especially when you're in it. Like, I feel like you can look back and be like, oh, God did fight for me in this in this past story. But when you're in the moment, when you're in the trenches, yeah, um, it can be hard to remember that truth. Yeah. But then, like you said, that, the Lord will fight for you. You yes. need only to be still. Yeah. Um, uh, a last one. Second Kings verse or chapter six. Second Kings chapter six. So Elisha, the prophet, Elisha is, um, you know, he's with a servant, uh, uh, and he and his servant, um, as they're there, they're being surrounded by the Arameans, by the army, and uh, let's see if I can find where this begins in the chapter. Um, yeah, so verse 15, when the servant of the man of God, meaning Elisha, when, when Elisha's servant got up and went out early the next morning, morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. So again, totally surrounded. You wake, you wake up in the morning. That's kind of, that's every day. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I wake up in the morning <laughs> and I flip open my phone and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm surrounded. Yes. Um, <laughs> and the horses are, and chariots are there. And, and so the servant says to Elisha, oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Um, don't be afraid. The prophet answered, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Uh, I just love that. Like, God, would you, that's like a great prayer to wrap Mm -hmm. this up. Open our eyes to see the ways you're working. Yes. And in and around us that we can't see. All we can see is the stuff in front of Mm us. But Lord, open our eyes to see the reality, the spiritual reality. So open his eyes. Then the Lord opened the, the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire. So that definitely trumps horses and chariots. <laughs> when they're made of fire, they win yeah. <laughs> all around Elisha. Um, and uh, yeah, so then the army gets struck with blindness and they get all confused. And yeah, so uh, bottom line is they're completely saved. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's the that's the promise that we're standing on time and time and time again. God takes the surrounded one mm-hmm. and rescues and solve it solves the problems in ways that we couldn't anticipate yep. um pretty sweet to know this god any uh any parting thoughts as you think about everything we've talked about um just that like it just makes me think of how god is sovereign like he like just trusting that like 
even if we don't see the full picture, like just have knowing that he is faithful yeah. and we can, we can trust in that. We don't have to necessarily see the bigger picture mm-hmm. um, to do that. Yeah. He's in control. Yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't, he doesn't manipulate every little nuance. Like mm-hmm. he lets things happen, yeah. but, but ultimately his purposes are being mm-hmm. fulfilled yeah. on the earth. Uh, absolutely. Well, uh, let me go ahead and wrap us up with prayer okay. today. Okay. Uh, Heavenly Father, uh, thanks for this uh, time to discuss and, and Lord, to just remind ourselves and hopefully remind everyone listening um, of your greatness and your ability, God, to handle uh, easily all the things that we face. Um, Lord, we surrender control of the circumstances of our life. We surrender control of the things we lead of the departments we lead the the people we uh report to and who report to us god we surrender that into your hands um god help us to not have blinded eyes that just can only see what's two feet in front of us uh god help us to have eyes that see the eternal perspective help us to latch on to those um those truths that you're you're faithful and um Lord, help us to, to practically carve out time, uh, little spaces in our days and our weeks uh, where you can speak and, and refresh our souls and that we, we don't get discouraged. Um, and Lord, we, we know that you're the same way that you've been faithful in the past to so many biblical figures of old. Uh, you're going to continue to be faithful again and again to us. God, we love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.